0: What up, everybody? It's your boy Nick Caputo. Welcome back to the Grub from the Garden podcast. This is episode nine with brother Jay. Me and Jay met back on Maui about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago now, which is pretty crazy to think about how that much time has passed. But uh,
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, Jay was my homie when I was out there. We exchanged a lot of knowledge between the two of us and had a good time and we decided to get on here and share some knowledge.
2: Welcome, Jay. Yo, what's up? Thanks for having me, brother. Much love. For
0: sure, bro. Glad to have you on here. So, yes, let's get right into it. We uh, we got a lot of topics we want to talk about.
2: Let's get it. You've Anything it. you
0: want to say, just to start off? Anything you want to say about yourself or anything?
2: Uh, I'm just a dude, man. I just like to be a good friend to my friends. That's it. <laughs> love that. Uh so- Seeking, seeking knowledge always. Um, you know, just giving everything I have to work with, with the knowledge, just trying to share it, spread it, whatever.
0: Yes, sir. All right, let's get into it. So, the first topic that we wanted to come up uh, and discuss with you guys is the shape of the earthly plane that we live on and a couple uh, perspectives and just theories or ideas. Regarding that, so this is a topic that I I wanted to cover, and something that I've kind of just pieced together in my own perspective recently that I decided that I want to share on this episode. So my theory is that Earth is itself a cell. So the firmament, you know, we live on. I hate to use the word flat. We live on a textured plane with the firmament, and the firmament is essentially a uh, cell membrane. It's the cell wall of the cell that we call earth, where we live. So my theory is centered around this concept that, you know, life is self-similar and fractal. So inside of our body, every cell is essentially an earth and outside Uh of our earth, there are lots of other cells just like earth. And when we look out into the stars at night, we are essentially looking at the nervous system of the organism in which we reside. So if you ever do like, I've done like a strip of acid, like 10 tabs at once and looked at the sky and kind of experienced the same thing on my longest fast. Um, when I was not consuming anything, um, and internally looping, I noticed that, Every star is actually connected. They're not separate stars, but we only see the brightest parts of the of the connection. It literally looks like you're looking at a brain or like what you would imagine a picture of a brain looks like when you look at the skies in a sensitive state, somewhere where there's not a lot of light pollution. And when there's not a lot of internal light pollution in your body, you have the capacity, the sensitivity to be able to see the sky for what it is, which literally looks like a nervous system. So something like shooting stars, my theory would be that the shooting star is essentially like an electromagnetic impulse from the nervous system of the organism that we're inside. So for example, like if I was to flick your arm, you would, your, your body would send light to that spot and then back to your brain. So you would, or, you know, it it would send light to the brain and then back to the spot rather, but that visible light inside your body is essentially what we could be seeing as we see like shooting stars or lights, you know, just unexplainably passing through the sky. Uh, there are a couple other things around this topic when it comes to yeah. like the fractal nature of reality, how everything is self-similar on all scales. So basically like when we astral project or when we dream, we're going into the body. We're not going outside the body. We're not astral projecting out into space or whatever people want to call it into the, into the nervous system or into the, into the body of the organism that we're inhabiting here. Um, there really mm-hmm. is no travel outside the firmament. And I think that the reason why space is black is because it's blood or inside or inside the body space is liquid. If you look at the stars coming through with like a, with a telescope or like a super zoom camera, they look like the, the light on the bottom of a pool on a sunny day. So basically yeah. it looks like light passing through water, which gives me the impression that it's most likely some kind of bodily fluid of the organism. We're inside like, like blood and then back to the astral projection thing when it comes to life being self-similar like we're projecting back into the body we're going on a smaller scale and we're we're basically experiencing ourselves from a different perspective you know you go to sleep to wake up in your other body or in one of your other bodies of which there are infinite amounts um in each of your cells and each one of your cells is basically an earth like i said so Hmm. the time shifts in that regard too so when you ask a projector even like when you get Jay, what we referred to in breathwork camp as the connection, when you basically like pass out or astral project from the breathwork, you are, you know, you're going into your body and not out of your body because it can feel like you've been gone for a pretty long time. It could feel like you've been gone for minutes or hours or days, and then you wake up and you're still sitting in the same chair that you did the breathwork in. So as you go smaller, time gets essentially faster. So from our bigger perspective, time would seem to be going slower than it would be for ourselves you know, like the lifespan of a cell could be a day. And for us, that's nothing but for the grand scheme of things for that cell, that was like a whole nature of existence, the whole time that a world existed for millions and millions and infinite organisms inside that cell. So as we go to the macro, we would assume that time goes slower than it does here. And our entire existence is essentially a minute or a day for, you know, the, the macro organism in which we live. So that's pretty much the full gist of this theory, um, at least like overall. And if there's anything that you would want to add to that, Jay, or anything you want to comment on with regard to that.
2: Yeah, bro. I mean, totally resonates, man. It's like or it's like your, your audiobook, organic AI. It's like it's like a lot like that message. Um, I've always seen the fractal nature and like uh, the atom. In comparison with the universe, how it's supposed to look, you know, with the the spinning elements around the the central the center, we would be the nucleus or the textured earth plane, shit like that. But it could still just be the atoms of the cell. Like it's so fractal, it's so infinite. Um, what what part of the body would you would you assume we reside in of the of the great one, if you? That's a good question. Exactly. Right this about. is
0: something I've been. This is something I've been thinking about for a long time, and honestly, I have no idea. But <laughs> your uh, your concept, like the first day that we met, when we were camping out on Maui uh, in the tent doing shrooms, we uh, you discussed the theory. We were talking about Martin Kenny's cosmic egg theory, and then you shared a theory on top of that that you think we live in the eye of something.
2: Yeah, and I thought we were in I think that's why we say eye. I, not, I, I this, eye that. Huh. Yeah. that.
0: I think that's an interesting concept. I think we definitely could be in the eye of something. Yeah, well, I, I mean. I don't know where we are, to be honest. Who knows, right? I feel I like we don't need to know. We're where we're supposed to be. Exactly.
2: Exactly.
0: And the concept no. of Earth being the center of the universe, it's like, you know. If the universe is infinite in all directions, then how are you not always in the center?
2: (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's so big. But then it's it's like some people chalk it up to like, well, then what does it matter? But, I mean, uh, we got to use... It makes me realize just how sacred and important everything is not the opposite you know what i mean it's not like oh yeah whatever it's all it's all all it's all big it's all unknowable no it's like man it is magical like gotta take it serious love For sure.
0: it it's all self-similar mm-hmm. too it's like there's no need to go outside and try to understand or see everything that exists outside of you because if you study the little things you're also studying
2: the big things right exactly exactly that's just this as a as a as a uh, I, I don't even know what word i'm searching for but the a good example would be every time new technology is uh created around microscopes and nanoscopes or whatever to tell us you know flip it backwards and telescopes have better technology i mean it's they they, they go hand in hand when one mm. improves the other improves or
0: yeah so. the micro is the macro so it makes sense that the study of both would evolve simultaneously
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. as they both evolve simultaneously in real life
2: yeah for me it's about not these days it's about like finding i mean there's so much in every little thing you know every little moment like slow it down Stay hydrated. There's so much going on energetically.
0: (laughs) Yo, there really is. And a lot of what we do in society kind of keeps us numb to all the shit that's going on. Like, not even just like what's going on with government or like whatever. But I mean, literally just in the moment right now, wherever you are, like there is so much energy passing through and around you at all times. And through like extended fasting, I really have seen that for myself where like in these states, like this is really why I don't see myself staying in the breatharian state indefinitely, like for the rest of my life, because you're so sensitive and you realize how much is actually going on in society and how much is just going on in life. And in order to like integrate with society and be able to teach and be able to, you know, interact with, with groups of people, like it's not realistic.
2: Yeah, bro. I, I was there's just so much going on. Exactly, man. Infinite. Like, and food is almost like a
0: tool to be able to tune some things out, and you decide the level of tuning out that you that you reside in, and you can decide, you know, okay, I need to tune this amount of shit out so that I can interact with this with in this event space or in this interaction, this exchange, or you know, I want to pursue this exchange and I need to be more sensitive to do that. So I I would fast for that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm playing basketball or something. I I would rather be. I would rather be more sensitive so that I can be more intuitive and be like more in a flow. But if I am going to like a family gathering on Christmas, maybe I might want to protect my energy a little bit and numb from the TV that's on in the background and the news and the music that they're playing or like some other shit. You know what I mean? It's just an example, but
2: you get the point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, bro. Nah, it's me. And then different foods have different vibes that give change your vibe in a different way and the amount you eat. My bad. That fireworks going on. You're good. Um, the uh, I was just saying before I it it occurred to me I, actually that in this plane of infinite realities based on perspective, if you have more or less transcended your ego and you can kind of see through everyone's ego and kind of recognize the ego in others and see all of the world's flaws and everything that we're doing wrong and it's it's really just your own brand of crazy too to live like that i'm not saying it's wrong or it's it's just as distorted or anything like I'm to just think saying. things are it's wrong like, is what's what's
0: crazy in a sense
2: it's well there's that exactly there's that too but yeah we got to stay humble because we're all crazy <laughs> somewhere different on the spectrum and we're all sick somewhere different on the spectrum and you know we we gain clarity and health I think as God does if you will like the cell we are a part of the thing I think it's also ascending and then we just have to take our time within with the universe
0: for sure that's an interesting concept too to think that like you know you are God you are that macro organism too. like literally infinite amount of like worlds of organisms of other people potentially that are that are in there like you eat one slice of pizza and every every world on the lining of your stomach has to go through some crazy like
2: natural disaster <laughs> oh my god bro <laughs> because you ate a pizza or because you ate salt or something no nah, man i'm a good god i try to be a good god for my micro my inner microcosm
0: <laughs> same <laughs> i try to be a loving god not a hating one
2: yeah it's only right because we we got we've been shown love you know
0: yeah exactly i want my macro organism to take care of me and i mean hey this guy probably hasn't eaten a slice of pizza in a minute because we're still here
2: (laughs) (laughs) he hasn't wiped us out yeah nice did you was that all you wanted to touch on on the on that one or yeah pretty much
0: Yeah, that's pretty much everything. I think that I think I went over everything and feel good about it. I'm ready to move on if you are.
2: Yeah, I'm excited for all the topics.
0: Yes, sir. So the next one we got is uh, both of our observations and conclusions with our experience with urine therapy now that some time has gone by. So I'll Mm. I'll let you open with that.
2: Okay, I'm going to remember there were a couple of things you wanted to discuss on this. So, I mean, just for me, um, for myself, there's, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that for me, from my experience with urine therapy, the best time, maybe not the only time, but the best time to loop is during the fast. Um, it's when it's most beneficial. It hits right. It does the most good. It's so clean you know when it's got coloration to it i just feel like i'm getting a lot of good with a little bit of whatever my body was trying to get rid of as well so i'm i'm about to clear that clear plasma all day um and and i got to be in the right state so i'll usually drink a lot of distilled water to get myself right for for urine therapy when i know i want to start doing it soon cuz even juice is that it it, like i'll i'll uh, drink a lot of beet juice lately and um it's flushing something now it does not taste good man so <laughs> uh, so yeah clear that's just really all it is for me fasting and clear and uh, i think it's potent medicine and when we touch on the ormus topic and what that means um i'll touch back on that or <laughs> yeah i wouldn't disagree
0: with you um I definitely prefer it when it's clear. And honestly, most of the time mine is clear. So for, for most of my urine therapy career, it's been completely clear every single time for days and years in a row. Uh, Recently, Mm -hmm. when it comes to what I've been doing recently with the next topic that we're going to talk about, um, (laughs) (laughs) my urine has been a little darker and a little funkier. Um, and I've been experimenting with that a little bit because I know that what I'm putting my, in my body is nourishing me. So I see it more so as some of the stuff, like, I know that I'm not really consuming anything gross or that I think is gross. So as it's coming out, sometimes when it's a little gnarly, um, I'll drink it anyway for the concept of that. It is, um, like excess where it's like, okay, I ate, I I maybe overdid one of the good things that I was doing. And now, you know, I can continue eating that thing again today or I could just loop the pee and get basically what I ate yesterday with my breath already invested into it. So in that sense, Mm -hmm. I've done that and it's honestly fucking disgusting, but I (laughs) I feel really fucking good after I do it. So it's, it's kind of like a give and take I've experimented with not doing it at all and letting, letting some pee go, putting it on my foot or like, you know, something like that, using it on a cut or something, or just like saving it for like enemas or something. But, um, yeah, I've noticed, I feel, I don't feel any worse if I drink it with the darkness. I do feel a little better. Honestly, I feel like a little more energy. It's a little wild in my stomach for the first like two minutes like right away mm-hmm. after I drink it. And I, I chug just to get it over with. So that's probably not the best either, but it's literally so gross sometimes that I like have to do it. So
2: are you talking about aged or just that? No, new just regiment? fresh,
0: just fresh, just with the new regiment that we're going to talk about after uh-huh. on the next topic. Yeah, but yeah, it, uh, yeah, that's one thing. Uh-huh. That's one, one side effect that I've noticed is that my pee is really gross the next day.
1: And and it's not always, it's
0: only with specific things that I've been trying. So I'll, I'll denote that with uh, the next topic, but yeah, I definitely agree that it's the best. I feel the best on it when it's clear. Um, And I've noticed that it works best for things. It works best on cuts. It works best in my hair and on my skin when it's clear. I really think for those, I do want to make it clear that you can still consume it. It'll never really fuck you up consuming it when it's dark but I'm definitely not going to advocate against drinking a lot of water or drinking like coconut water or juice until it gets, or even just eating a watermelon or something until it gets clear and then drinking.
2: Yeah. And with, and with all respect to your urine regimen, and cause you're the master of that shit. And I learned a lot from you about it. And uh, to me, for me, I'm only doing clear and I'm really only doing it when I'm at least intermittent fasted yeah because for me it, i was putting it in my eyes what made me realize is like the clear how much better the clear was for me was when i was mm. using it with my eyes and yep. i was using the yellow different stages of yellow and i was like wow this is no that's that's not benefiting my eyes it's not hitting right it's yeah so, uh, i feel I, that for me i'm only doing the clear i'm only doing i would only do the clear, and I, and and i say that because i tried i tried all of them you know
0: Word. And now I would say for everybody listening who is like, okay, well, what do I do? Try it on your own and see what works for you. You know, trial, I'm a huge advocate for trial and error. I'm not going to tell you that the way that I go about doing things is the only way to go about doing things. And Jay, I respect you for drawing your own conclusions from your own experience and coming on here and sharing them because it's the point of, you know, what works for you. If you really only prefer to do it when it's clear, then do it when it's clear. You know, it's people think that there has to be like a right or wrong way to do everything. And there is no wrong way to do anything.
1: Yeah, we're all working. So whatever works
0: for you, just analyze your body, everything that you do, do it with presence and see and observe the feelings and sensations and thoughts that come through your body and see what's up.
2: Mm -hmm. Science, empirical evidence, trial and error.
0: Fuck around and find out scientific (laughs) method.
1: I
2: don't. Yeah, man. Yes, yeah, so I but guess yeah, we can really, move
0: on to the next one.
2: Yeah, yeah, but yo, you, know, you really—I um, knew about urine therapy. I tried it a few times, but you—you uh, you really uh, brought that to my awareness to, as a real healing modality. And, and then from there, I just learned so much more, reading, going down different avenues with it. And so, like, you really sparked that for me, man. You, you get that credit in my life. Thanks, man.
0: Appreciate that, bro. Yeah, it—it it definitely. Tied a lot of strings for me too. connected a lot of dots for me as far as my understanding of topics like breatharianism and the possibility of it and how everything in nature recycles its own waters and how nothing is really waste. Similar, even like we could talk about this with your breathing. Let's say you hold on an inhale, right? You breathe in oxygen, O2, and you normally attach carbon to it because you attach life force carbon to everything that you touch. So normally you would breathe out. CO2. Now, when you hold your breath, the CO2 that you would otherwise breathe out is now rising. The CO2 levels in your blood are rising. So your blood is becoming more acidic, which is why when you hold your breath, you start to get a panicky feeling. Now, the body is so brilliant in the sense that it will literally create chemical reactions in order to turn waste back into food for you. So as you hold your breath, and this is how guys can train to hold their breath. I think the record is like 16 minutes or something holding like on a single breath hold. So, but what the body does is it converts that CO2 to carbonic acid, which I want to say is H2CO3. And then it'll convert that, or it'll dissociate that into uh sodium bicarbonate which is baking soda which is alkaline so basically it turns it turns the acidic product of breathing back into fuel so you kind of get like a second wind you know when you feel that almost pass outy connection feeling if you stick with it and you hold and you clench the bondas, your body will actually allow those chemical reactions to occur in your blood and will turn the acid back into alkalinity and allow you to have like a second wind So I feel like urine therapy is similar to that in the sense that nothing is waste. And if you give the body what it was going to release, it can easily turn it back into food.
2: Yeah, man. And it's just a process of training
0: your body to do so.
2: Yeah, the main thing that came to me from the ERP was, it's like, fuck, we really are as self-sustainable as I hoped we were. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's super empowering. It's really empowering, man.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for me to do three weeks on just urine and then doing that until I stopped peeing and literally feeling what it was like for my body to loop internally, like for the urine to literally get absorbed from my bladder right back into my blood without me even having to pee it out and drink it was pretty insane. Like I really felt like I could not eat or drink anything forever. And really the only reason why I broke it was because I was so sensitive and all the noises and everything like I just wanted to go outside and interact with people during the day again with a level of sensitivity yeah. that allowed me to do so. But like yeah. there was no hunger. There was no thirst. There was no it's, desire it's to lonely. sleep.
2: It's lonely at the top.
0: <laughs> it is. Yeah. For real.
2: There was uh Dr. Morris. I think it was, was saying how he was in uh lived in a national park for like six months. I think he said found an orange tree and was living off oranges for six months. Wow. And uh, I hope I'm getting this all correct. But he said, I think what he said was, I had to make a decision at that point to never be able to relate to anyone ever again, or or leave the forest. you know what I mean? So uh, yep, I feel that's that. always stuck with me. That story, yeah. When I when I did my long term with the urine, I didn't. I don't think I broke through to the uh, internal absorption like you was, but I stopped. I pretty much stopped peeing. And uh, it was coming out the rear. And mm. uh, I think it's just my body needed that at that point, like really clean, like flushing yeah. stuff out years and years ago. So, so yeah, the, the body smart, man. It'll, it'll do what you need.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, I, I mean, part of this process is trusting that the body knows what to do. The body knows yeah. so much more than the mind could ever fathom. It knows exactly what to do. So, right.
1: Right.
0: yeah, it's really just – a matter of trusting it and letting it do its thing and staying the fuck out of its way.
2: Mm -hmm. Trust.
0: Yeah. Especially when it comes to reversing diseases and stuff. I mean, for us, it's easy. It's a lot easier because we're not really going through anything super serious or life threatening that, you know, is instilling fear in us, but more so like for people who are actually trying to actively reverse disease it's you have to trust the body and sometimes it's taking a leap of faith even though doctors are in your ear and everybody's in your ear telling you to do this mm-hmm. do that you got to do this you need this you need that it's really like yo, the body's trying to do it already just like let it do
2: it yeah exactly it's about getting out of its way you're right yep. yeah like most of my job I as a
0: disease reversal specialist is to convince people not to do shit
2: i love that that title bro i love that It can't I prefer, even come i, actually, I prefer something.
0: ease restoration specialist
2: Ooh. You Rather than disease reversal. reversal. It's
0: more positive. But sometimes yeah. people don't know what I'm talking about.
2: <laughs> the, first, the, the disease one could be like a, a subtitle for the first
0: one. <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Or I'll put in parentheses. Ease restoration, parentheses, disease reversal.
2: Right, right. That's a oh, quote, man. I like that. Yeah, I mean, we're You're reversing this
0: ease so we're just restoring ease. Mm-hmm. Bringing ease back to the human experience.
2: God bless it. Yes, sir. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh I forget what the next one was, but I it was the So the next one what is else? my
1: is my Are new you
0: protocol. Or... I am a Are you vegan I'm, or... I'm currently a fruit darian. <laughs> 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 I am consuming fruit and raw dairy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's dope, man. You got the good the good wordage. <laughs> yeah, the, the
0: wordsmithing never stops.
2: Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so
0: so that's what I've been doing. I've been drinking most of the- came up with-
2: uh, What'd you say? I had the, the Dick Stilled one. I came up with that one. I thought I was- Dick kidding. Stilled. <laughs> that yeah. word.
1: That'd be
0: good. I am good the water. juicer and the juice. Been drinking lots of, <laughs> lots of Nick juice. <laughs> yeah. I juice myself. Dang. yeah no but i've been doing a lot of a lot of goat milk been messing around with goat milk and sheep milk raw um from an amish Mm. farm in pennsylvania and
2: yeah just been messing around with a bunch of
0: raw dairy and seeing how that goes what'd you say jay
2: are your are your uh your your followers really uh, up to date with your journey on that no this pretty much is me
0: making them up to date Nice, so this nice, is me kind of like being at the point now where I feel like I can draw mild conclusions of what's going on because it's been a couple of weeks now. So I might as well share something and see how the progress is going or, or let them see nice. how the progress is going rather. But uh, yeah, it's uh, hmm. before I get into this, I find it interesting. Like, you know, when you say like in between, like when you're thinking something where you go, um, it's kind of like you're doing like a little aum in between words.
2: Yeah, it's almost like yeah, yeah. like
0: you like set a <laughs> frequency for your body to like recall what you were about to say.
2: Yeah, I thought that before too. It's oh, like kind of dope.
0: Like, the body oh is God. the body is super intelligent and when you're at a loss for words, it'll just do like an um so that your body can like get into that state and like recall what you were going to say. It's pretty profound actually and it's something yeah. that we denote as like a bad thing like when you're saying um between thoughts or between words or you're about to say something and you say um a lot it's really just like all right you're taking seconds in between words to allow your body to reset the way that it needs to
1: mm-hmm.
2: Grounds so that interesting a
0: little yeah so i've recently been not really worrying too much about saying um between words and sometimes when i feel the urge to do it i do it extra <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's uh Yo, tell us about the Amish, the Amish folks with the uh we got sheep, goat, and uh no cow though, huh?
0: Yeah, I haven't been doing cow. I don't, I'm not really a big fan just because like the genetic modification. So I guess we could talk about that a little bit. Uh the reason why most conventional dairy is terrible for you, other than the pasteurization, which is terrible in general. And same thing would apply to juice it's pretty illegal it's it's really illegal to sell raw milk which is head turning to me in the beginning and kind of similar to how there's a lot of laws centered around pasteurizing juice as well so pretty much yeah. a lot of these a lot of these pure living distilled liquids are not allowed to be sold legally without pasteurization without the denaturing of them which i find interesting but with the cows versus the goats or cows specific breeds of cows versus other breeds of cows, you're dealing with the a one or a two beta casein proteins. So when you pretty much like the new cows are completely genetically modified to the point where the proteins that they make are actually mutated. So the main mutation is in the beta casein protein in the milk. And this is Not a good thing for us where I guess I'll just break down all of it. So beta casein protein is a chain of amino acids. All proteins are just chains of amino acids. The the word protein is it's a name for a combination and functions of amino acids, of chains of amino acids, which are just combinations and functions of carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, and oxygen, with the exception of two that have one atom of sulfur per molecule. So beta casein protein is a chain of amino acids, 229 amino acids long now the only difference in the mutation between a1 and a2 beta casein proteins is the 67th amino acid which in the original cows in the older breeds of cows in the goats in the sheep they are a2 beta casein proteins that 47 or 67th amino acid is proline now with the genetic mutation of the new cows from the genetic modification of Factory farming. Now it it's histidine. Now the only difference between the proline and the histidine in these chains of amino acids is that the proline binds to an opioid peptide known as BMC7. Now BMC7 has been um, repeatedly linked with diseases like type one diabetes, schizophrenia, uh, lots of other like gastrointestinal diseases. Lots of stuff associated with BMC-17, and it's an opioid peptide. So basically what it does is it targets your brain's opioid receptors the same way that heroin does. And this is why conventional dairy is so addictive. This is why we know cheese as heroin, as a drug. So this is why it's so hard for people to kick cheese and to get off milk when they're consuming pasteurized um, conventional dairy. It's all A1 beta casein proteins. So this histidine doesn't bind to the BMC-7 in these animals. So you see an excess of it in their GI tract, in their milk, in their blood, and in people that consume those things. So with the A2 beta casein proteins in the goats or in newer uh, or older, rather, Uh, breeds of cows which i just don't trust so i stick to the goat and the sheep you'll find the a2 beta casein proteins which binds to the bmc7 so that you don't actually ever experience the results of bmc7 excess in your body so for some people who have consumed and this is a theory i'm working with uh, a client with type 1 diabetes and i'm theorizing now that the a2 beta casein protein with that proline can be the key to binding to that BMC seven, which may have caused the type one diabetes in the first place back in the day. So that's just something that we're working with. And it could be the key to getting to that last point and making that last stride and get into the finish line as far as that reversal goes. And that would be the first a hundred percent complete type one diabetes reversal of my career, which is very exciting. And that person has, has really grinded and really, put in the work and done loads of fasting and all of the trial and error with me to figure this thing out. And we're right at the home stretch now. So this is, I think the missing piece that we've needed for a long time. Now for me, uh, the main reason why I'm consuming it now, that's why I think that the goat milk or the sheep milk is a better alternative to cows. And then, I mean, if you look at the pasteurization, you look at the maillard effect. So applying heat to anything, uh, with sugar. So like the lactose in, Milk is, lactose is literally just the sugar that's in dairy. So whenever you heat up sugars, you, you result in the, ma- the maillard reaction, which creates end products that are also opioid targeting compounds that are super addictive and lead the body to die early in many different ways. They manifest disease in many different ways, but mostly they just dehydrate the body. So conventional dairy, when it comes to consuming Either pasteurized milk or pasteurized cheese or any of these things are cooked animals. You're dealing with the A1 beta casein protein, which is already addictive because of the BMC-7. And then you're also dealing with the the products of the maillard reaction, which are also addictive like opioids. So you're dealing with like a double shot of opioids every time you eat dairy. And you're also dealing with denatured nutrients. Like they're not really even nutritious anymore because everything that was in it is is denatured. All, all of the minerals are now inorganic because they've been heated. The life force is gone.
2: Wow, man. that's some yes. deep science on that. For sure. Are, would you Are you fucking with the? Um... The goat, like raw goat cheese, by any chance? Or yeah, like I, yeah. Or I've been, you?
0: I've been pretty much just trying everything as far as this goes. Um, like aged stuff. I've been doing goat milk kefir, so like fermented goat milk. Um, I did goat sour cream, so like the cream from the milk fermented. Um, just trying everything, really. Even drank a couple raw eggs. It's uh, yeah, just trying everything just to see what's up with it, and certain things I like better than other things. And I'm looking forward to speaking more on my experience with everything in more detail when I've had more time to actually experience it all and and speak on it. But uh, for me, the main reason that I am even pursuing this and going into the raw dairy scene is one, I like to, I've never been presented with the concept of raw dairy being different from pasteurized dairy and that it was actually like a thing. So that was something that I was more or less ignorant to and a couple of people put me on to the ideas. So I decided to kind of dive in and like open my mind up at least to the concepts before I can speak on it and tell people not to do it like it's bad. Um, And then my concept of urine therapy kind of made it make sense because breast milk of an animal is is, it it is a blood derivative fluid similar to the urine. And when a baby is first born, like, at least in humans, a mother's breast milk is almost identical to her urine when the baby's first born. So that makes it seem to me like it's serious medicine. And then additionally, you know, a goat that was never vaccinated, never took antibiotics, grew up living in grass outside and roaming around and doing whatever it wants. That animal is significantly healthier than a human. So the, the products or the, the sacred fluid coming out of those animals are actually still uncompromised to some degree. Pretty much, like I would say, like a goat, like at this Amish farm, is basically uncompromised as far as their microbiome and their nutrition goes. So for me, the reason why I'm pursuing this is because I had a microbiome imbalance because I never got breastfed and I took a shitload of antibiotics as a kid, and pretty much my whole life from early childhood, I had symptoms of microbiome imbalance that no one ever taught me was that I had athlete's foot from literally like third grade playing hockey. I remember having it and who even knows if you want to call it athlete's foot, but whatever, some kind of yeast overgrowth, some kind of fungal thing on my foot and always experiencing heartburn and always like getting like acid reflux, which is to some degree a result of bacterial deficiency that allows an overgrowth of yeast that yeast that will ferment any sugars that you consume faster. So it's basically like I'm burping up, like burning shit like alcohol because the yeast is fermenting everything I eat before my body gets to absorb it because there's not enough bacteria to balance it out. So Now I'm experimenting with the raw dairy to introduce bacteria back into my body so that I can restore that balance. And just like the breatharian state, like the whole journey is to restore balance and then maintain it, but you can't maintain balance that you don't have. So that is my path to restoring balance, realizing that something was still out of balance. You know, me doing longer fasts and realizing that, you know, okay, it goes away when I stop feeding the yeast sugar and my foot goes back to normal. And then when I go back to eating again and start feeding myself sugar again, the yeast will then regrow, which shows that the problem, the bacteria is still not being restored by me fasting. So I have to restore bacteria with kefir or with the milk, et cetera, and let the balance be restored before I can go back to uh, pursuing the breatharian state in a way that is more sustainable if I choose to do so.
2: Mm. Powerful, bro. The, um goat kefir that resonates as a uh as a bacteria a good bacteria builder um yeah. feels like i've medicine. tried goat milk it sounds like it i tried goat milk back in the day definitely hits way different than dairy milk honestly tastes better feels better um but yeah it just doesn't call to me at the moment and there's no goats around but i've always said I'd like goats on my property when I get my piece of land. Um, They're just super intelligent. you know. I vibe with goats. (laughs) Yeah, word.
0: And I wouldn't necessarily recommend this to everybody. Again, my path doesn't have to be your path. This is just what I'm experimenting with in my process of trial and error to see what works for me because I've tried a lot of other things. I tried basically everything in the plant food space, coconut water kefir and all that type of shit. And didn't really get the results I was looking for. Didn't really get the balance restoration that I was looking for. So I am expanding. And, you know, I I like to believe that or I like to think that life continues to serve me exactly what I need. And there were people in my life that put me on to this concept of the animal, you know, the raw milk. And I decided to say, fuck it, I'm going to give it a go and look into it further. And everything that I started looking into and learning about it was all aligned. And I said, fuck it, I'm going to try it. And I hosted a retreat, or I don't like the word retreat. We called it a festival uh, on Maui. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a fasting and breathwork retreat, uh, juice fasting and breathwork retreat with Stephen and Savannah, uh, Tartaria Juice Co. And the guy who owns the farm, Jeremy Safran, I believe is his name. He was a big yeah, yeah. raw vegan dude, like famous for being raw vegan. Like back in the day, he had a raw vegan restaurant on in Paia on Balbanav back in the nineties. And uh, he's got a big plot of land, a big farm on Maui. And he actually used goat milk to heal a back issue of his. So he got in, uh, he got injured doing martial arts, hurt his back and his spine and basically tried everything in the book and didn't know what else to do. And he was in pain for like two years. And this was a smart dude. He did different types of fasts and different types of like everything. Like, He was pretty much at a dead end and he was at like his boy's farm and the goat was just like, like vibing with him. And then after he would leave, the goat would start freaking out. So he was like, dude, you got to take her. Like, she wants you. Like, this is your goat. Like, you got to take her with you home. And he did. And he didn't really know like, what was like, what to do with the goat. He's just like, all right, I got this land. So I guess I could just have this goat here. And, you know, she was coming up to him and nudging him, like feeling like, yo, like you need this, bro. Like, come milk me. Like, you need this. And I think the goat, the goat had a child that was sold before he got her. So she was like milking, but didn't have a child to give it to. So it was kind of just like totally aligned for the two of them. And it helped him Like it helped repair the myelin sheath in his, in his spine and helped him get out of back pain, which was pretty profound for him. And I, I enjoyed hearing that story from him directly. And he suggested for me to try it out with my foot to see if the bacteria and it would be beneficial. And then that was really all I needed to do to start like looking into it further and really like inspiring me to look into it further and seeing what's up with it, especially because I respect him and he was, you know, basically going down the path that I was that I'm on or that I was on 20 years later and decided to do this. So I figured why wait 20 years to decide to open my my horizons and get out of a box. So let me just do it now and see what's good with this. Fuck around and find out. Right. So I did. And I eventually decided to do it. About a month after it was first offered to me, I decided to do it. And yeah, then it felt great. Anybody who says that milk are is you, full of pus, like they're only dealing with dairy milk, like with, with A1 beta casein protein cow milk, because this goat milk has no pus in it. It is not thick. It is not gross in any way. It literally has a consistency
2: like juice. Hmm. The uh, You might already said this, but are you putting the kefir on topically as well, attacking it from both ends or i'm not but
0: i haven't yet but that is something i do want to do i got to get my hands on a little bit more of it to be honest because i've been getting it in kind of small amounts try to like use it as medicine and not really overdo it but um Mm -hmm. yeah i do i do want to start using it topically and i've been thinking about that lately it's also been frustrating being in jersey because i've been wearing shoes because it's really cold and i'm really not a fan Mm -hmm. of shoes and socks but it's like kind of like making this take a little longer. Like I noticed like days where I'm like in shoes all day. I'm like, my foot just like does not feel good. Like it would have if I was barefoot all day. So it's Mm -hmm. the first time I've been wearing shoes in about a year since I left for the DR initially, I haven't really been wearing shoes because even when I was back in Jersey, it was in the summer. So I I wasn't wearing shoes there then either just earth runners. Right. So that's, I've noticed that as an obstacle for me as well with this. Well, here we go. We're doing it slowly, but surely it's getting better and better every day.
2: Yeah bro it's exciting to hear your your progress I'm glad that um uh on the podcast we're doing you're you're breaking the breaking into the new info Yes sir So Yeah man I trust uh though I did send you a picture when I first heard about this just to mess with you with the uh I've been making oat milk so I, I made a little picture. That said oat now goat.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I used to be a big fan of the oat milk, but now you know I, I know, went from I went from oat to goat.
2: <laughs> yeah, respect, bro. That. And it feels better, honestly. <laughs> bro.
0: It feels way better. Like, don't get me wrong, my tongue loves oat milk. Oat milk with some dates in the Vitamix, yeah. like that shit is fire. But yeah, I mean, now it's at the point where my body doesn't like my stomach doesn't like it. You know what I mean? Like my body, my organs didn't like it back in the day. It used to give me stomach ache especially when I was fasting, like oat milk was my fasting cheat meal. And it would feel, I would feel terrible after I drank it. I'd be like out of commission for the night and be like, yo, every time I do it, I regret it. And now like when I drink the goat milk, I actually don't even get full. Like after I drink like a, a decent amount of goat milk, if I drink like a 32 ounce of goat milk, I can't even suck in and do the Udiana Banda. After I drink goat milk, I still can pretty much all this dairy stuff. That's one thing that I've actually noticed that's been pretty impressive to me is that like, despite eating a pretty decent amount of stuff, like I'll eat like berries with like the sour cream, the goat sour cream, like raw, obviously, or, um, like with a decent amount of milk, like, you know, like a full meal of berries with like some milk and like, I can still suck in. I still feel empty. I can still feel underneath the inside of my rib cage.
2: That's interesting, man. To me, that sounds like it's absorbing differently, you know, the whole way down. Yeah,
0: Yeah. that's what it feels like. So Uh, it's pretty, pretty interesting. And I feel like I'm at the point now in my in my journey where like, I am just done listening to anyone about anything. I'm here for people to give me ideas on things to try. And other than that, I don't want to hear anything anyone has to say about shit, because I just want to try it for myself and see how I feel and draw my own conclusions. That's really where I'm at these days. And I feel like everything that I'm doing with my body and experiencing is way more accurate than anything I've ever heard from anyone. And I looked up to a lot of people in the industry or in in this space, this healer space, and there are so many things that I now disagree with people on. It's it's pretty interesting to see the evolution of my perspective um, and how much a lot of people that think they really have it down and they really figured out everything don't really have everything figured out.
2: Yeah, man, for sure. (laughs) and how people kind of idolize and look
0: up to and almost worship people that are giving out fragmented messages
2: yeah bro for sure man because nobody knows better than you about you or at least can no one can know better about how to do your you know your alchemy than you
0: exactly and i mean even when i work with clients it's not like i'm telling every client the same thing i'm not there's no set program like everything i do with everyone when i do consultations or when i do like working one-on-one with people it's all customized because i have to know what you've been eating what you've been doing how things respond with your body and like we go through a process of trial and error with every client every every client i basically guide them through a process of trial and error of their own i say hey Mm -hmm. try this out let me know how you feel analyze your body do it with presence let me know how you feel after you do it and get back to me and then we'll try something else or if this is good we'll keep going with this that's pretty much what i do with every client i mean there are some things that i pretty much have dialed down now like things like cancer, etc. I mean, some of the, the diseases I've worked with more that are pretty straightforward. Like you got cancer and you have it decently early enough where you can like you're not in pain and you can you don't need surgery because it's like pressing against an organ, and it's immediate like threat to life. You can just fast and doing a green juice fast is gonna work every single time. But yeah, there are other yeah. scenarios where it's not that simple cancer is actually one of the more simple diseases out there.
2: I would think so. Cause. Cardiovascular me, disease is I, another one. Right. We can touch on that. I don't, I don't know much about that one, but like cancer. Um, for me, when I'm attacking any problem in life, health or anything, it's identify the cause, remove that. Immediately yep. things get, and cancer is a, It's a cancer. I mean, it's a growth that formed from negativity, basically.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's interesting. Like the cancer is actually forming. It's the body's design intelligence at work. The tumor is not the cancer. The cancer exists to eat the tumor. Like basically what happens is you consume acids. They build up in your body because it it can't, everything that's eliminated has to go to your blood on the way out. So your body knows how much it can handle. It's not going to let you detox to the point where you're going to die. So if you're putting in more than you can get out, At a rate, you know what I mean? Like you're taking in poison faster than you can get it out through your blood without dying, your body's going to build it up in different areas of the body. Some people get pimples, some people get other things. But for people who don't have, you know, open skin to detox in that way, or their livers compromised, or they're not breathing properly, or their mouth breathing, and they're not fully getting diaphragmatic breasts and allowing that 70% of elimination from the blood to take place, they eventually build up blockages like a tumor. And then the cancer is what forms to consume the tumor. It's the body's last resort trying to protect itself. Cancer doesn't actually kill people, nor is it even a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. If you let cancer do its thing, it'll completely eat the tumor and let it do its thing. That's where the fast no comes in. The body already knows what it's doing. But they demonize cancer to tell you that it's something that's killing you so that they can sell you medicine. And they teach you that you don't have time. They teach you that it's a rush. And they condition people into being fearful and thinking that they're going to die when really all they have to do is just stop feeding the tumor and allow the cancer to do its thing.
2: It's like virus in that way. You know, people look at the virus like boogeyman, but it's there to flush you out, get rid of the weak parts, yeah. get rid of itself after.
0: Yeah. I mean, a virus literally is just cellular debris as the body's releasing shit, as the cells are purging and eliminating. The virus doesn't cause the elimination. It's the product of the elimination. It's not even the cause.
2: So trippy, man. It's like the same thing with the cancer. The
0: cancer is not the cause. The cancer is the result. The cancer is the body's ability to restore balance on its own. It's doing everything it can. Yeah. It's the backup backup system. It. You know what I mean? The backup system yeah. for the the lungs and the liver being the main eliminatory organs of the body. The skin is the backup system for that. Forming tumors is another backup system where your body literally doesn't know what to do. And then you have the cancer, which is a backup 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 system that is designed to consume the tumor. The body is continually turning waste into food, just like when you hold your breath on
2: an inhale. Like last resort shit. That's yeah, why everyone's it's so intelligent. Checked. Everyone gets checked. Is the lump malignant? Like that's the big question. Like I'm gonna go get checked. This. So the lump is there, and the question is, has has it gotten to the point where your body's trying to self-regulate? Yeah, exactly. I, I appreciate you sharing it. It sounds all right. I I hadn't uh hadn't hadn't known that myself. Awesome. Yeah,
1: bro,
0: no doubt. And I mean, cardiovascular disease isn't too much different either. It's just, you know, it's a it's a lack of electricity in the blood. Really, that's really all that comes down to. Like if you have high blood isn't pressure. That all that isn't wrote, that
2: all, all comes down? <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, ba- basically. But uh, yeah, I mean, I wrote a whole book about cardiovascular disease and cancer. Honestly, there's cancer is dehydration and there's heart disease is dehydration. Cancer is dehydration is free and heart disease is dehydration is only five bucks. So anybody who wants to cop those, they're uh, available at my online store. Uh, link in my bio on Instagram. And you can just check everything out at Method.com and all the links are in there. So Yeah. Cardiovascular disease is definitely another one though, where like, it's literally just all about cleaning out your body. Like a fast will help someone with high blood pressure every single time. A green juice fast every single time. And breath work. Mm -hmm. It's all just about electricity. I mean, naked sunning for, for both, for both of those diseases is definitely big as well. Naked sunning, um, good music, rhythmic flow, breath work, and the fasting.
1: Yeah, so, bro. yeah, absolutely.
0: You want to move on that, to the uh, next topic, or you got more
2: to say? No, so, no, nah, nah, I was just gonna carry on. But what's uh, what's the um, what's the next topic?
0: The next topic is fish as a potential
2: food. <laughs> <laughs> or, so I guess um, I'll open this one up. Cool. Um, I personally <clears throat> don't eat fish, but uh nick's goat milk experiments kind of uh inspired me to just bring it up anyway you know life is like i take a more alchemical approach like whole a whole view uh, a broad view and it's just if you if you get rid of the idea of good and bad like the ocean we accept that minerals have electrical conductivity and that electricity, how important it is for, our, for our, the spirit of our, our life, our spirit body. And, um, you know, it's an ocean bear, it's an ocean creature. If you think sea moss is good for you or seaweed has benefit for you, imagine how many minerals are in this living, breathing fish, the flesh of that creature. So everything we do has a, has a consequence. And the, con- the word consequence kind of has a connotation of negative, I think, but action, reaction. I mean, uh, I believe a freshly caught fish, you skin it, if you eat that flesh, I believe there's very highly electrical, it's very living, it's very mineral rich. I mean, I can't speak for the, how clean the water is, but from an, al- like a sort of an alchemical view, it's just the way I'm saying it, but uh, uh, I'm not biased, not uh, emotional way of thinking, yeah, that that can definitely promote life, I think, if fresh.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. If you're catching something like straight up and eating it raw on the boat, like Mm. it's definitely electrical. It's definitely, there's definitely life force in that. I mean, if that's, you know, people do bring emotions into it. If that is an exchange that you choose to pursue, then, I mean, your body knows what to do with it. Right. Some people just that prefer not mean. to not to engage in specific things, just based on this idea that certain things are right and certain things are wrong, or that we shouldn't establish dominion over anything. Which I really don't see this as establishing dominion, but some people may see it that way. I mean, but I mean, nature amazing. eats nature, so it's not really yeah,
2: exactly. not really different than I anything mean, else.
0: Look, life and life goes to death, it goes back to life. It's the duality of the dance, the oneness to separation, back to oneness. It's the way it's supposed to be.
2: Yeah, man, if you can do it, you could do it. And who's to say otherwise? Like, it can be done, obviously, because it's happening every day. Exactly. You know? Um, So you could do it. That's permission. That's law. If you couldn't, then you couldn't. (laughs) And that would be law. (laughs) Yeah. You are able to do that, you know? For uh, sure. you You will live with that consequence, whatever it may be. I'm sure it would be different for others. Furthermore, on another note, with the carnivoreism um I believe you know it's pretty uh, to me it's pretty obvious that our bodies physically don't suggest that we are have the digestive system that suggests we are carnivore but I can't lie man. these people I've been seeing on the carnivore diet with the they usually eat a lot of fresh organ meat etc to me it, it repulses me but they look healthy. They look good. I, I think lie. the
0: same thing. I think the same thing. I really can't see myself eating liver. The idea of it is honestly disgusting to me. But, I mean, I so feel like energy people people energy. think the same thing about urine. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's kind of like just a mental block for myself. But,
2: yeah, I mean, a lot of it's those do look good. Can't deny yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think – and what I've come to is uh, we can do one or the other, but we can't do both. That's honestly what I believe now. I think you can do all flesh, or you can do all all fruit, uh, or all veg, or whatever. But if you start mixing the two, I think is where the complications happen, especially starch, high starch.
0: Yeah, definitely don't want to be mixing starch with the animals, uh, or right. with the fruits really. But I follow this one right. dude on Instagram who I've been following him for maybe like two or three weeks now. He's a carniv he 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 calls it the carnivore-ish diet where he does um, he, he does the meat and the organs but then he also does fruit and honey and he's really just about only things that are like a current nature he lives in Costa Rica and he does I forget what his name is it's Paul something he um, yeah he just is all about like natural foods and is against vegetables which honestly I always was in alignment with I never really was a big vegetable kind of guy on, only really juicing stuff and only with uh, specific stuff like dandelion and watercress and Celery, but uh a big thing so, with the vegetables we, is the oxalates or the oxalic acid. What are we
2: calling, What are we calling vegetables though? Because most of the time, when I hear vegetable, technically it's either a fruit or an herb. I'm referring
0: to leaves, leaves and roots. Uh, so that would be like I would call carrots, sweet potatoes, um, like kale, spinach, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, that type of shit.
2: Right on! Right on! Cause I would consider like an alfalfa an arugula lettuce. I consider that herb chlorophyll cleans the blood to me. That's a medicine. It's an herb. Yeah. And the, you any, know, low oxalate, any
0: low oxalate vegetable, like leafy greens in like a tea or in a juice. I'm all for that, but I don't really recommend eating them, especially the ones that are high in oxalates.
2: Like you know what's pay. interesting? What's interesting about that is I, uh, I was reading this book on, um, juicing you know those old school juicers like before the shit was cool like uh people <laughs> thought they were quacks and he was saying that it's only once you cook the food where most people believe you have to cook it to remove the oxalates he said in the case of greens that cooking it is what makes it harmful and that when he juices it it's he's totally in the clear and that he and he was a doctor he had some science behind it and not read the whole book some articles, but I thought that was interesting. Never heard that perspective. And uh I know green juice hits right, even no matter what I put in the juice. Oh, I for sure.
0: It. For sure. I just don't fuck with kale and spinach. Those are really the only two that I avoid at all costs. I fuck with dandelion the most, or I'll do cucumber celery.
2: Mm. Yes, yeah, and, and
0: watercress nice. if I could find it good. Um it it grows in areas of Jersey. So if I could get some local shit, usually I'll do that. But most of the time it's just dandelion because it grows fucking everywhere. And then, um, honestly, there's some pretty good herbs that you can just find here. Like, in Nutley, like, up at, uh, like, where my family lives, there's, I could just find yellow dock around, like, in, in the parks and shit, yeah. and, like, there's, like, red clover growing. So, I'll I'll take that stuff and make tea with it.
2: That's great, man. Are, yeah, for real.
0: Good. It's good stuff. And it's, like, like, right out of the man. ground. It's, like, fresh. It's so good.
2: I like, uh, my favorite juices are, uh the cannabis leaves and mm. uh i've never I had think- that i've still yet to have that oh bro Oof. to me it's the best green there is hmm. um, interesting it hits so nice and uh moringa if i can find it just because they you know studies show it's the highest in, uh, in other than uh, certain allergies and whatnot interesting so I, I try to try to go for those
0: Yeah. So either way, like the vegetables for me, like never really harmonized unless it was green juice. Obviously like I'm a huge advocate for green juice. I fucking love green juice. I've helped a lot of people do some pretty profound things with green juice. Um, but I never recommended kale or spinach for the oxalates for the oxalic acid. Uh, what's the word like component of them or amount of oxalic acid in them? Cause what it does is it binds to like other minerals. So it, it binds to magnesium and it binds to calcium so that you can't absorb those nutrients because it's basically binding to them and stealing them and then you shit it out so it's like you're eating waste you're investing energy into this food that you actually can't even really assimilate assimilate because of the, the high compounds of oxalic acid
2: mm-hmm. yeah i mean ideally tea tea is the way to fast if you really want to go deep I, definitely it means I that's I don't- ketosis I don't even dig water fasting. I, I, don't, I don't either. I don't care if it's I don't if either. it's structured, if it's distilled, whatever. Like, no need to shut it down. Like, go dry, go herbs, or or with, go pee water. Yeah, or, or obviously, yeah, great one, exactly. Go pee if you're gonna do water, do urine.
0: Yeah, exactly. Do your own water. Yeah, you and are the water, water and the distiller.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I dig still. And a I think with it. the water, <laughs> the, when you just drink the water on a fast, you're giving yourself enough to not shut down, but still you kind of somehow, you go stagnant. I think it, it just, I think it creates stagnant and uh stagnation in the, uh, the metabolism. You just kind of go on hiatus. Yeah, with and the you're, juice, getting least, the you're, you're getting stripped of things, you're getting
0: stripped of bacteria and shit like think about it this way for people who think that water doesn't like strip you of minerals, whether it's distilled or anything else, spring water, it's the same shit. You're consuming this water and you're letting go of pee. So you're let, you're taking in water with essentially no nutrition other than the water itself. And then you're letting go of the water after you've structured it, nourished it with breath. And now it comes out with DMT and dopamine and enzymes and you know, different like amino acids and proteins and 102 minerals and stem cells, all this shit is being released. So it's like, did the water nourish you or did you nourish the water? You're just investing breath into water that you're letting go. You're just diluting your blood and then bleeding.
2: Mm -hmm. So I'm not really a big fan of water fasting. It dilutes you. I mean, that's what water does. Yeah. And I mean, there's,
0: you can die from drinking too much water. It happens I mean, not all the time, but it happens to people where, you know, like athletes will like drink so much water, like two, three gallons in a day, and they can literally die because their blood is so diluted.
2: I mean, I like water. I like water. I, I put the little citrus juice in it. I, if you're doing water infuse it, it at least send it into your body. I am not going to recommend
0: against something. lemon or lime water or cucumber water. Cucumber water slaps.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like a little mint water even like blend up just a little bit of mint and some water and throw it in a half gallon with the rest. I mean, that's just nice, man. What's that movie with
0: Will Ferrell where he goes to the office and they have to talk to the guy. And every time he's in there, the assistant brings the cucumber water and he's like obsessed with it. He's like, can I get, can I get some of that cucumber water? He's like, cucumber compliments the water in such a fashion. (laughs) It's him him and Mark Wahlberg, I think. I forget what the movie is. The other guys, the other guys. That's it. When yeah, okay. they're cops. Seen the it, shit man. is fucking hysterical. Yeah, but nice. I remember seeing that and being like, you know, cucumber water. I'm going to give that a go. That shit is fire. Oh, yeah, that's
2: right. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I think it hits different in the body. Your body sends it different places. It does different things with it at that point.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, at least like you're introducing some level of life force to the water. It's not 100% dead. There's something living floating in there, nourishing everything around it.
2: Yeah, your body's like, yo, I got to get the nutrition from that.
0: Yeah, because it has an aura. You know what I mean? Every living thing has an aura, an electromagnetic field around Mm -hmm. it. Like you're nourishing the air around you at all times. Like everything within like 30 feet of you or 50 feet of you is being nourished by the fact that you literally exist around it.
2: Are you saying, wait, are you saying you think our aura is that large? Yeah. Really? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been presented with the concept of that, and I I can see it. I think we are that powerful. I think think the heart is that electrical. I think we can be. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't say that everybody is.
2: Did we uh? Did we touch on all the points you wanted to on that topic? We kind of went off it with the
0: fish. I mean. There's one other thing that I wanted to mention that kind of ties into the next topic when it comes to the salts in the ocean water, where like the fish, <laughs> the fish that breathe in the water into their gills, they are converting the, so, the inorganic salts in the water into organic salts or into organic minerals. So they're carrying out iron through breathing with their gills, which I find to be pretty interesting, similar to the way that the plants turn inorganic minerals in the soil through the process of iron therophorosis for then us to eat in their fruits. So I feel like it's, it's not very different. Mm. And I mean, fish eat fish. So.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't know why it's in. Yeah. But
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And then, I mean, other mammals are in the (laughs) ocean too. Like I definitely think that we're a semi-aquatic species and we spent a great time, a great amount of time in our history in the ocean or at least like half in the ocean, half On land, like we have adaptations that show that we are an aquatic species, like the webbings between our fingers and toes that monkeys don't have, like the darkest Mm -hmm. of dark skinned humans having little to no body hair, which is basically like the origin of our species is the darkest pigment of skin, the highest hue of humans. Um, They have little to no body hair at all. And Mm -hmm. our ability for our skin to adjust when we get in the water, your hands get pruny so that you can grip rocks and grip the water better to swim faster. Uh, certain there's just lots of things like the way that we feel when we go in the ocean, at least me personally, like when I'm at the beach and spending a lot of time surfing and I'm in the ocean every day, the way that I feel is just unmatched compared to when I'm not around the ocean. It's like literally night and day. So there's something to be said about the ocean water. I mean, it is full of piss. So that's something to consider sure. as well. But you know, every fish is peeing and shitting in that water. So it's, there's nourishment in there. Everything comes out of an organism more nourished than it went in. So that's something to consider as well. But that being said, there, there, there probably is something, something valuable in the, in the salt water, in the minerals that are in the soil, uh, in, the, in the water. And I do think that I, I've been thinking this, you know, if plants can convert inorganic minerals to organic minerals and fish can do it, why can't we do it? We probably can do it. I think we do oh, it with man. our skin. I don't think we do it with Everything. our intestines. I think we do it with the skin.
2: Okay. Okay. Cause I was going to ask you when we get on the next time.
1: You
0: know? Yeah. I think we do it with the hair and with the skin. So the way that your skin and hair absorb it, it's almost like a filter. Like you can, you know, you'll notice that when you go into the water, the ocean, and you let yourself air dry that everything that's in the water that your body didn't want is still left on the surface of your skin. Like your body filtered it, it took in what it wanted and it let go of everything else like the salt on your skin.
2: But is like a- if you,
0: do- if you don't shower and you leave the salt on your skin, over time, your body actually will absorb all of it. Interesting. Like I, you know, since not showering, you know, living in on Maui and going to Oahu and not showering at all, and surfing pretty much every day, realizing that like my skin was pretty much almost never seemingly salty anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. Where yeah, was I've gone like long clean without showering, and um, dry brushing was my best friend. I love the dry brush. Yeah, because your skin's getting rid of everything you don't need anyway. Just got to make sure it doesn't get clogged up. Let it get
0: open, yeah. I will advocate for the dry brush until my last breath.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Feels so good. (laughs) Yeah, bro, it's literally the
0: best. It's like scratching your back with it. It's like, oh, my God, this is so good. (laughs) I've never met anyone who had something bad to say about a dry brush, so.
2: If you don't have one, go get one. And make sure you get the natural bristles, though. It makes all the difference. Not the yeah, plastic. get like
0: a bamboo one or something good. Yeah,
2: for sure. Like the bristles I have, I don't know exactly what they are, but I know when I bought the brush, it, it was natural fiber, no plastic. Word. And it, it just, it's nice. Yeah, so good.
0: So, yeah, that leads us into the next so, topic, su- salt and sugar.
2: Salt and sugar.
0: I guess we could start with Man. salt because we already kind of started.
2: I don't see them as bad guys, salt or sugar, you know. Nor do um, I I don't think it's okay, good. I, I don't think it's any uh, accident that our, we, we really only crave salt and sugar as far as food cravings go, savory and sweet. So, all oh, we ever, our bodies will crave, you know. Um, and I, when I think of salt, I think because I don't think it's just salt. That is salty. I think calcium, magnesium. I think minerals are salty to the taste if you have them purely. A lot of these sodiums are bound to those other minerals anyway. Um, so I think when you're when you're craving salt, quote unquote, if you're if you're in a cleansed body and you're craving what we think of as savory, I think your body's telling you you need minerals. And when I think that, I think that's a time for feeding the body minerals and Pro and aminos and when i think Mm -hmm. of sugar i think carbs i think that's the time to feed the body fruit it's basically carbs and fiber so i i pretty much when i'm on an eating regimen i like to eat two times a day raw and sweet in the day um savory uh cooked or raw very specifically done towards the end of the night Hmm. Um, so man. Salt if the salt is from the sea, I trust it. If it if if it resonates right and it's sea salt, I fuck with it. As far as sugar, you know, like everything has a has its chemical compound and also it's wait before it's, we get into sugar, let's energetic. let's talk a little more about salt. Uh, I got a couple
0: things okay. I wanna add. So for me personally, the way that I see the salt is I mean, just like everything out there, they're is truth. And there's BS found in everything, right? So in the, the meat stuff, you know, there's ways to do it, quote, unquote, right or wrong, you know, ways that are beneficial and ways that are somewhat harmful. So and the same thing with juice pasteurizing or whatever. So I see salt in the same way that I see everything. And as far as everything that I consume, I'm my number one criteria is, did it come from a living organism? And was it or was it not denatured? in the process of getting from wherever organism it came from to me. So Mm -hmm. the salt that I, that is in the ocean or any kind of dried out salt, dehydrated salt, I see as inorganic in the sense of it's not like part of a living organism and the body has a tougher time processing it. So with me personally, if I eat any kind of salt that's dried, even when it comes to like sea asparagus powder, like dehydrated sea asparagus powder or, Um, You know, like Himalayan salt or sea salt or regular table salt, like no matter what, it always makes me hungrier and it always makes me have dry mouth after I'm always thirsty. I never, ever crave water. I never want water. If I consume something with salt, I always want water immediately as soon as it touches my tongue. And it's like, I know if somebody puts salt in something because I'm like, I'm fucking thirsty. You put salt in this. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, like, that's yeah. one thing for me that, like, that doesn't totally resonate as far as the salt goes. However, like, I could eat, like, living sea asparagus and eat a whole bowl of it and enjoy the saltiness of it and not be thirsty at all. So, I think See, interesting.
1: I think it should be hydrated. Enough, okay.
2: Interestingly enough, the um, sea asparagus makes me more thirsty. Does but, it? Um, yeah. So... I just go you trial and error for everybody, you know? <laughs> right. From an alchemical approach, you can break things down into three. And even just from a spiritual, uh, well, I say spiritual kind of generally there, but we're, we're, uh, we're essentially one in essence and three in aspect. Is how it's said in hermetics, right? So um, we're mind, we're body, we're spirit seamlessly connected as though as that living being in that aspect is seamlessly connected to its entire environment when the body can be broken down into its absolute most base level essence uh substance it's salt and that's why it's the term the salt of the earth um salt is salt and sugar are both crystals Salt and sugar are both piezoelectric, as far as I know. Meaning, under Not to pressure, cut you off, they, I want to add
0: one thing because I feel like it's relevant. Um, yeah, salt, yeah. salt in chemistry is not just sodium chloride. So salt refers right. to any substance produced by the reaction of an acid and a base or of something alkaline. So a salt consists of a positive ion or a cation of a base and the negative ion or anion of an acid. So the reaction between these two things... You know, it's called a neutralization reaction, which allows these things to come together to balance each other out. And that product of that is what in chemistry is referred to as a salt. So it's not just sodium chloride. There are lots of other salts in the body, magnesium salts, potassium salts there. And you need Mm -hmm. all of them. Like there, I want to say there's 12 or 13, I forget, like main ones that the body uses throughout. And they're all essential.
2: And even creates some. Um, Yeah. Yeah, the body definitely does create. That's a that's a good point. I like to take the the scientific chemical view approach because, um, so basically, the body the body is is uh, your tears are salty. The urine can be salty, semen as as I understand it can be very salty. Um, tears though are always salty, no matter, even if I'm off the salt because I've experimented with it all. Mm. I've cried. I've felt those emotions, yeah. and tears were always is salty um i think it's i just think yeah i think it's very interesting and i believe that the ocean we i understand your, your point of view on saying inorganic but uh there is the the ocean is teeming with life man i mean there's plankton there is fucking things we can't even understand there's everything it's just life in there you know and i think sure. the ocean is alkalizing Is is sort of alkalizing and balancing to the earth's pH, Um, Hmm. and I don't believe that there's much salt in there that's inorganic at all. That's a good point. Because of how much, because of the fact
0: that it's full of pee and poop, like all the all the fish and all the life in there is actually converting and processing that salt. It's a good point.
2: There's that there's that and then there's the, the fish that die the, the bones the shells it's all mm. it was all living at one it was all living at one point and just like shilaji we we honor shilaji we 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 accept it and respect it as a medicine. As a medic- it's also dried but it was once living so we know a mm. trust that it's organic or it was organic it is organic yeah and i feel the same way about the salt from the sea i use it as med- medicine World Health Organization has both sugar and salt listed as top 50 essential medicines. And that's the reason they give us saline. Um, I and use I it mean- I use honey. Yeah, I use it like honey. Okay, I, I can put see just that. a little bit in my, in my tea, a little bit in my tea, the honey. So I, I never say I'm vegan, really. And <laughs> same with salt, you know. And, you know, like everything has a has its chemical structure be physical and then it's it's uh it's energetic or structure you know that what what it's been through what's resonating with it and the less water it holds the less malleable that is so if you got salt that's now dry and it ran through this crazy process in a crazy factory filled with unharmonious vibrations yeah you're going to consume the salt the chemical compounds but you're also going to consume the energy of it Mm. you know, which isn't going to be good. Um, Interesting. And if you want to jump to sugar, I can, I can tie that to sugar as well. Go for it. I see like the sugar people, people say, Oh, you fuck with sugar. And they know me to be someone who's health conscious. I say, yeah, I have nothing against sugar. So they say, Oh, but not white sugar, right? This sugar, or that sugar. And I say, sugar, is sugar, man, Because the body's going to know what to do with it. But to me, if you get that stripped down white sugar right, from God knows where, just speaking about it on a chemical, um, from the chemical point of view, not even what it could have gone through uh, energetically, I, I correlate that with like, or I compare that to like uh, taking a water glass full of vodka or Everclear. That's, an, that's, a, con, that's a concentrate. That's a strong, strong concentrate and you're going to feel that whereas if i'm making some other beverage or something and there's sugar dehydrated cane dehydrated anything it's just the, the crystals of it piezoelectric again and i put one scoop into the recipe it doesn't it i know i real i recognize that there's little to no inflammation and in fact a little bit of sugar opens me up it allows me it gives me breath so that's how i gauge if i if what i'm eating is good or not did it help me to expand my breath or did it make my breath more shallow did it constrict me and the sugar is all right with me hmm. Interesting. Well, I,
1: sorry about that.
0: um yeah i've noticed i mean i haven't experimented with white sugar in a really long time or any kind of processed sugar in a really yeah. long time but um I haven't noticed, I mean, anything about fruit sugar or anything that really the only sugar that tends to fuck me up in any way is starch, Mm. which is kind of just like a denser chain of sugars. It's not like individual sugars. So it's like the body has a lot more breaking down to do before it ferments or whatever. So it's basically, yeah,
2: yeah, more or less the research I've done on, on starch. I mean, it's, it's so compounded. Like there is really so much sugar and just a little bit of starch. And, you know, I mean, as you know what happens, it it all releases later down the pipe and can throw you off, you know. Um, yep. The the sugar, for me, I feel like also if it's soluble, hmm. then it's processable.
0: Feel that. That makes sense.
2: Whereas some of the, yeah, some other hard rock, elemental mineral, iron, etc. cetera, if, if you got that, if you didn't get that through plasma, I mean, good luck. You know, <laughs> body's probably going to store it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. The, the, the salts and the sugars in, 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 in small ratios and every ancient culture seems to have their own play on salt, whether it's mm. red salt or black salt. I got recently some like sacred uh, Guatemalan volcanic salt. And I'm like, how old is this? Oh, it's super old. They've been using it forever. So I I I I take that into account as well. I think they knew a lot better than we did in a lot of ways. So Hmm. in red, so the red clay. Yeah.
0: I would say for myself, I would say like I could see myself more realistically like eating a raw fish rather than consuming like a like a dry version of a salt
2: personally. Respect. I honestly believe if, I, if I'm thinking about essentials, because I always, I always said that I thought hunting came about as a uh, means of survival, as, as a, a resort, a last resort. But um, I, might, I could be wrong, but I think it was a supplementation, a way to supplement for those who didn't mm. live by the ocean. That would just my, be my guess.
1: Hmm.
0: Interesting. So you, you're saying like people that lived by the ocean, what, consumed fish? Or that they just, or, do, you know, or just being near the ocean. Or just was enough. Didn't need
2: it. Yeah, just that's enough. Sea breeze. Yeah, I feel that. yeah. As you said, I mean, you feel better. And as I do too, just by the ocean. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I just consider that could be something you know, higher yeah. up the mountain.
0: Thinking about it too, when it comes to like the sea asparagus or whatever, it's like, you know, the sea asparagus is in the ocean. So if you're not growing, if you're not living near the ocean, you're not getting sea asparagus either. Or it's getting shipped to you, which is like kind of throwing you out of whack. I, I really tried my best not to consume things that aren't grown or aren't originating in the area where I am. Because I like to be in tune with where I am. Eating something from somewhere else kind of throws that out of balance. So I feel like yeah. same kind of thing. It's yeah. like if you're not near the ocean, you can't really get the benefits of the ocean fully.
2: I hear that. I Even if some that. shit is
0: like shipped to you. Even if right. you're eating sea salt in Montana, it's not the same.
2: yeah no 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 doubt no doubt um and then at the same time all is one (laughs) there's always that Um, paradox yeah because you know we evolved to travel further and trade trade would be normal with curious human beings searching the earth and traveling Mm -hmm. here's some of this from where i'm from here's some of that um, it's a form of connection and communication with different parts of the world. Uh, when I went to Mount Kea, they sent some uh, water, I guess from some bit that collects on Mount Akea in Hawaii and sent it with someone to bring it to uh, India, to the Himalayas and mix the waters as a, you know, some, they believed it would help them in their journey, which they're still fighting now. Hmm. Um, so, the um, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just like cells in the body, bro. We have to send signals to one another, things like that. I, I, I believe, mm, I feel that I believe every law that we think is applying to us if that's what we're embodying and believing in that moment. So, mm. n- nobody's really wrong in that sense.
1: Huh.
2: Yeah. Like, to me, it's medicinal. It's medicinal. It's I'm supplementing with sugar and salt here and there. It's okay. And mine's local, for what it's worth. Word. I think that's bad.
0: And know, I mean, hey, I respect the way. trial and error. It's all. It's what it's all about. That's scientific true. method.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I like. I, I, I really thoroughly like the concept of trying things that are traditionally demonized in the quote unquote healing healthy people community or space where there are certain things that are just immediately thrown to the side. Like these things are bad, no matter what, and experimenting in ways where we can find some sort of benefit to them or finding that perhaps the entire perspective that is, you know, conceptualized by the mass group of us is not really fully valid. So it's interesting. Like I like being one who does things that, you know, I thought were bad and seeing, some good in them or seeing like what's actually good with them. Now that I have a new perspective, now that I'm in a new area of my life, a new time, it's always different. And going back to things that I demonized in the past and finding that they're not actually as bad as I thought they were. And that, you know, there's, there's life force and there is self to be realized in literally everything. So it's all yeah. our experience, regardless, some things are here to show you what you don't want. And some things are here to show you what you want, but you'll never know until you, fuck around and find out
2: yeah man for me it's odd that we we who are seeking to heal i don't know if everyone is on this journey for a spiritual purpose it's like a lot of people are Mm. focused on so much what they do and don't consume and i mean it's to me it's beyond it's beside the point it's a small factor in getting to what you're really looking for um hmm. for me the this whole journey is about peeling back layers not adding adding rules and adding shit it's about hmm. forming enough of, uh, of, of a foundation just to keep walking on to keep learning not being getting rigid hmm. but like letting go of shit like letting go of those old ideas like let it go so much that you do anything right now and it'd be okay
0: yeah some of the some of the most brilliant people i've come across in life something that like really makes me respect someone thoroughly are the is is someone who continues to learn about everything they've ever done and someone who remembers experiences so like this guy jeremy i have a lot of respect for him jeremy saffron the guy who owned the farm that i hosted the festival on he just he can tell you little details about everything so it's like everything that he's done in the last 30 years he's done with complete presence so even though like you know whether it's like learning how to like deal with goats or plant a tree or put up a fence or build a house out of the eucalyptus on his reserve. Like, it's all like trial and error and all like learning. And then like, you know, he can talk to you about just about anything. And I feel like uh, I find myself in people like that. And that's why I really find respect for people like that. It's, it's the process of like perpetual learning. Like life is a constant, like lesson plan after lesson plan after lesson plan. And I feel like we're missing the point of life if we're not continually trying to evolve. Once you think you know it all, you're dead.
2: I honestly, at this point in my life, I'm convinced that's our only true purpose to continue sort of some some sort of a data collection mission, just knowledge, learning. Yeah, man, learning and growth. It feels so good to learn.
1: Yeah.
2: Malcolm X had a quote that I've always. Really loved, and I remembered, and I'm gonna get it wrong, but it was something along the lines of, "Uh, I could, uh, I could satisfy my, my, mom, I could, what did he say? I could satisfy my life's purpose So if I spend the rest of my days, uh, uh basically getting the answers to his curiosities." I, hmm. I, I regret I can't read it exactly, but. He could be satisfied his entire life. With what are you saying? just finding the answers to his, uh, to his mind's questions and his heart's questions. I resonate with that, man.
0: I feel that. Yeah I mean as soon as there's nothing to learn or as soon as I think there's nothing to learn, I get bored and then I end up trying something new anyway or going to a new place. Like I really do love traveling yeah. because I get yeah. to see the world through different lenses, through different perspectives in different areas. like I always learn I feel like it accelerates my learning so much. Yeah, absolutely. And it was what helped me start. Like, um, realizing. Even in school, though, as a kid, like I love learning new things every time. Like as soon as you as soon as you beat a game, you want a new game to beat. There's always something new. Like there's always a new strategy. Mm-hmm. There's always a new thing you want to learn or a new thing to overcome or figure out how to overcome. And it's what makes life fun. Life would be so yeah, boring bro. if there was if we knew it all already. <laughs> You know, it would be so warm. It's if,
2: if we could know it all, huh?
0: Yeah. I mean, at the same time, we that's, already do. It's yeah. almost like we're remembering.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's a lot. It's it, it's equally as infinite and complex as it is simple, I believe. Yep, And that's the beauty of law.
0: it. It's beautiful, <laughs> it's it's yeah. simply complex and complexly simple. It's perfectly imperfect and you know, it's Imperfectly, like, perfect.
2: Minor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just gotta let go, man. Yeah, that's awesome. So, what's next on our list,
0: the next topic is Ormus. Oh, Ormus, right? This one's you. So, let's hear it.
2: Ormus, uh, man. So, Ormus. Another word for Ormus would be, I think, prima essence and the Philosopher's Stone. And my belief is where there's smoke, there's fire. So where there's legends or story or tale to be told about anything, whether it's dragons or midgets or giants, or I said, midgets, dwarfs or uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything. Um, there, there's something there behind it that we don't understand. Um, Ormus, I, I read a book called The, the Secret, what was it? Ormus, the secret alchemy of Mary Magdalene, which was pretty, pretty eye and I suggest others check it out. My guy, you got it, huh? <laughs> have you cracked it open yet?
0: I have not. I'm gonna start. I just got down here last oh, yeah. night and decided, and I, oh, wow. I ordered this a while ago. Remember I told you, and I never brought it to Hawaii, but uh, uh-huh. now that I'm back, I'm finally back at the Shore House, and I just found it today, and I was like, ah. Oh perfect it kind of sparked my idea to hit you up to do this podcast today
2: oh perfect it puts you in my head right
0: on (laughs) when it first came in i was like i didn't remember it i was like i remember somebody told me to buy this book and i have no idea what i'm supposed to be going into this knowing or learning or like what what the intention of reading this is so i i put it off and now that i know it's you and on the subject that we've been discussing i'm looking forward to reading it
2: it's if I'm being honest, which I I try to always be, uh I bought a book. The deal was I was living with my with my brother Zach at the time, and the deal was uh, I'm I'm not always much of a motivated reader, as much as I am a motivated learner. Mm-hmm. So uh the deal was I'll buy the book, and I don't book. You know what I mean? I download free books, but I I bought that book. He said, "You buy the book, I'll read it." Uh, hmm. <laughs> so he he read it a lot of it out loud to me that's just the uh, the nature of our our brotherhood and um dope. we we both yeah i, I thought oh, thanks brother we we both learned a lot um long story short it's always been said in any text i've read about prima essence or the philosopher's stone is that it's everywhere that's what's said about it. Is that it's all over, especially in the ocean. Um, I don't want to spoil it too much, but I guess I will a bit of it. I, I don't think you'll leave, you'll leave the you'll close the last page of the book feeling like you know everything. In fact, it, it actually suggests that you should buy the next volume, and then after that, you read that one by the next volume. I, I believe the guy's really onto something, and it's a filtration process of who really really wants to know all he knows. But we just didn't go to the second book because we felt like we got enough from the first book. Mm. But um more or less uh your body can create this 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 uh element which is a form of gold.
0: Yeah, I've and heard Ormus takes... also being called monatomic gold.
2: Monoatomic gold, right? Yeah. That's right. That's right. what I've heard of. So there's it's different what ways. Anonymous with. Imagine, imagine, um, like rock minerals, elemental minerals, go through phytosynthesis through the plant, become plasma. We we can absorb them then and they benefit us. They boost us. So imagine gold all over in the ocean, everywhere you can imagine, in the desert especially, supposedly, apparently. They, um, such a small, such small, um, I, I don't know how I would put it because it's in a different state as well a state of gold, microscopic, nanoscopic, if, if I think just scattered around the world, all over the place. And when you are in a, have a fully cleansed body, that you can absorb that, like the plant absorbs the rock metal minerals, and form orms. And then you loop. So it takes a lot of healing. Um, Other things I've heard said about it, like, again, smoke and fire with uh, it's within you. Uh, Fountain of youth comes into comes to mind with that kind of reference. Um, You being the fountain of youth. So it, it sort of ties in the ocean, cleansing your body, your kidneys, urine therapy and even some legends of, um, the, uh, the Essenes, uh, Jesus. It refers to Jesus and Mary, who was his wife. Many already know. Um, and their traveling group called Therapeutae. It was a a group of healers teachers traveling around. It was a really, really interesting book. I, I really liked what I got from it, but, uh, Ormus, I guess, would be, like, the the light, the side of the light, if you will, uh, like, uh, and I don't like this word, but, like, adrenochrome, you know, if you could, can, if you want to, like, think about what is it, you know, what is it, what will it do for you, it can, it can boost you. So, apparently, and this will go into another one of our topics, cosmology, if you look at sun, all the, huh?
0: that's the next one so if you want
2: to just go into it you can yeah sure the in, al- in in hermetics uh alchemy astrology basically everything stems whether it's science mathematics astrology history chemistry all these different things religion as far as I'm concerned, they all stem from one thing. And that's true. That's knowledge. Of, that's vital knowledge, I call it. And that comes from as far back from what we understand at its height, I believe ancient Egypt. And I think in the world ahead of us, that if we're going to live in a harmonious world and as we call heaven on earth, it's going to have to return to that, to that big understanding, inner standing is science mathematics astrology it's all connected it's all one topic it's it's vital knowledge of of the laws of the of the world of the universe so there's metals that are associated planets metals that reside on this earth gold silver mercury tin uh copper lead etc like that sun correlates with gold silver the moon lead would be saturn etc each one of the planets would be its own sort of deity the son of the universe the son of god that's that's jesus mary the moon feminine uh saturn satan etc so the gold also each one of the planets also correlate with an organ in the body gold being the heart uh, the sun being the heart, so mm,
0: I've heard the pineal being the sun so, and then like the moon being the pituitary.
2: Oh, as far as glands, I guess there's a whole different uh science to it, but the, the fact of the matter is, no matter how you look at it, I guess I mean, it's
0: all connected exactly,
2: exactly as above, so below, it's affecting what's happening in us, even if you just look at it like every one of those elements, which apparently rain down from the heavens from some past astronomical event and that's why they reside here on the plane when they move and shift if those elements are in the earth and those elements are in us and they're conductive and yeah we're feeling those shifts man you know Mm -hmm. but so the ormus is, uh, is always to me been um sort of a, something am very curious about. It relates to gold, Gold relates to the sun, some relates to the heart, source, Christ, if you will. Um, we need to improve our relationship with the sun. You know, I think Feel that. we live in a world that's infinitely fractal, meaning from as above, so below, and infinitely dimensional, you know. So metaphorically, I think there's truth to it. The story of Jesus, whether there was a guy named Jesus or not, doesn't matter. Um, says that'll be our savior. So if, even if you just think about something as basic as like oil, our dependency on oil or solar. So if we depend on Christ or the sun, getting, you know, moving in that direction, it says that 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 we can survive. You know, through uh, trusting and accepting Christ as our savior my lord and savior which is saying the sun lying on the sun the tree of life over the tree of knowledge all of that
0: that's so, an interesting one i remember you introduced me to that concept the tree of knowledge being technology uh, and the break, yeah. your breakdown of genesis i remember we went over that the one day back on maui that popped my top yeah one. that was a new breakdown of genesis for me that i haven't heard
2: yeah, and the trees of knowledge being, uh, what was it? This the four uh, G towers looking like trees, and yeah, the, the fruit, f- fruit of the
0: tree of knowledge being the apple on the back of your phone.
2: Yeah, the phones, the the tablets. Adam exactly.
0: took the one bite of the apple and choked on it, which is where you get the Adam's apple, and the apple logo is the apple with one bite taken out of it.
2: Yeah, right. And they know that. That's why they did that. Yeah, and um, and and it was also my belief that the um the uh, uh the serpent was the the, the intestine the inner test i think that's why the word test is an in intestine test that's is in testicles yeah two of our biggest addictions sex and food the testers the inner testers. Mm. um wow i never thought of that and, i like
0: that makes a lot of sense
2: yeah man. and the uh also, that they, I believe, that pretty much blending different uh, legends of, like the Sumerians, suppose apparently the they there's pictures of us being created, you know, by the Anunnaki, aka angel, aka alien, all the same thing, Perfect. and um from nine right from the, from the apes. So if we have ninety nine percent DNA in common with apes, which we can pretty much see today is that 99% of it is similar with 99% of ape DNA um, in common rather than the same. Pretty much I would think if if the story is as it said and there was a fruit, a harmless fruit and he ate it and he choked and he whatever I believe he was breatharian they were breatharians they were promised eternal life, right? And if you go so long, imagine you're an adult and you never ate. You're going to choke on one bite of fruit. <laughs> you don't yeah. know how to fucking eat.
0: Yeah. I mean, shit, if I go so, a month, eat. that first food is, like, not good, no matter what it is.
2: Oh, yeah. Unless it's soup for me, then it just doesn't – it's just, like, why mm. Why am I coming down in vibration and density? Which is what I think happened to them, metaphorically, the story, however it goes, smoke smoke and fire. Um you know, they brought their, their vibration down through one, you know.
0: That was my original interpretation of Genesis, that it, that it was like yeah. they gave into to the illusion of lack, thinking that the apple had something to offer that they didn't already have. And then after they consume it, you know, they end up with the, the identifications with the lower centers of the body into lust and identifying as naked or knowing what naked is. Right. It's all, you know, shifting the... The consciousness from mostly prefrontal lobe down to like the reptilian brainstem or like the lower areas of the body
2: right right like becoming addicted to the food and then um lowering lower you know making becoming more dense lowering the frequency all of that you know yeah And then i've heard you know
0: the snake is the parasite or you know there's so many different interpretations of it mm-hmm. i've heard people yeah, say yeah. that the snake is low-key like um, like the snake is God, and that God is actually the parasite, and there's so many different interpretations for it. Perspectives that all, in their own mm-hmm. respect, kind of do make sense, but also,
2: you know, there's so many the gods <laughs> too. yeah, there's so many different gods. I mean, if you're infinitely fractal, and infinitely dimensional, then there's a god in every in every plane of existence. Um, yeah, I mean, if you think about I it, like if god we're is, the god to
0: all of ourselves. I'm the god of my shit, and you're the god of your shit
2: yeah exactly. I, and I do see it that way, truly, but as, as God, as far as we're concerned, I think is the the forces of the universe on the on the macro scale itself, as we think we know God, you know as you think of like the man or whatever, it's just the laws of the universe itself playing out from top to bottom, and um the wandering stars aren't aren't planets, I wouldn't call them planets. I would call Let's them say. wandering stars, like they've been referred to in, in the ancient times. Yeah, the definition of the it.
0: word planet, as I've come to understand it, is a subdivision of a larger plane. So which only
2: makes sense. Yeah. At-
0: <laughs> like our planet is an area of the plane that we call Earth, of which there is more outside of our planet. There are other planets, other areas of this plane. However, the the glowing balls in the sky are not those,
2: <laughs> and from the naked eye, they look just like stars, but a little brighter. You know,
0: yeah, a little closer inside they, the firmament. The
2: old... Oh, interesting.
0: I think that yeah, they are man, inside uh, the man. I
2: mean, okay, yeah. I took that from what you said there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think the nervous system. I think it's a nervous system up there as well. It's. I think absolutely it is. Just like mycelium looks like you know cells and yeah mycelium and uh yeah. <laughs> above, above and below you know above and below but there the uh the direction. wandering stars um uh, are the deities the universe god and it says in the bible god gave us his only begotten son so i think that makes us very very special because if you can imagine that there if if that part is true metaphorically that god gave us his only begotten son that there is no other luminary as powerful as the sun in the entire planets or the entire universe of these planes um that makes us very very special that makes this place very special very significant Mm -hmm. and it just brings this idea that we shouldn't squander it we should We should regain our power, uh, not our power, our empowerment, our our sense of empowerment, because we are one most powerful thing that we should consider the most powerful thing because it created us. It helped create us. So, Hmm. Dig into uh, Jesus these days, but only as a symbol for the greater understanding, overstanding, which is the sun, the sun, you know, and it, and then it gets a bad rep because a lot of solar culture looked at as all as bad. But I see it like this. You got solar culture, you got lunar cults, which pretty much run everything right. It's this false duality. You got Walmart, you got red and blue. So that's solar and lunar. And you got five and six, which are associated with you. You got Bloods and Crips. You got Republicans and Democrats. You got mm. Target, Walmart, Coke and Pepsi, McDonald's and Burger King, uh, you know, am I missing anything? Red and blue, yeah. Water, fire. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, if you look at, those are just those are just lunar and solar cults. But if you look at, they've been infiltra- they've been infiltrated by Saturnian cults or Sat sat Satan cults. It's, you know Satanism. Uh, not that Saturn is bad, but the the energy that is associated with it is uh not supportive of let's say freedom free will and love you know yeah uh so they they, that's what one would call like the Illuminati so it's all solar and lunar cults man and Saturnian (laughs) and mushroom cults earthly cults which I try to align with myself most
0: Mm. so do you see that as kind of like people identifying with one side of the duality and instead of just being balanced between both, like?
2: absolutely left left or right like Like,
0: people thinking the moon is good and the sun is bad the sun is bad and the moon the sun is good and the moon is bad instead of just thinking both you know it's like the concept of like you're either a carnivore or a vegan or you know what i mean and there's truth on both and there's there's shit on both sides both good and bad whatever you know in quotes um
2: i would say the cult the cults are very real and go by many different names but i would say yeah by the human nature of like Being in balance, you know, the unbalance the imbalance of uh, as favoring one over the other. Yeah, absolutely. That's how it started. I think definitely Mm
0: -hmm. interesting.
2: I mean, left brain, left brain, right brain, electromagnetic, masculine, feminine. So it's just Mm -hmm. like intuition. That's the balance. The yin, the in, the into the uh the yin and the yang. To me, just is an aerial view of the sun and the moon over the earth spinning around over there masculine feminine balance oh
0: interesting i never thought of it like that but that makes perfect sense the yin yang being like a like a drone view
2: yeah Hmm. and uh what i would say about the plane the planets too what really tripped me out is like got me to believe that is the the term extraterrestrial (laughs) Hmm. I think I might have got that from that Martin Kenny documentary everyone was talking about. Being extra terrain. Yeah, extra being more yeah, that is Martin territory. Kenny. That's wild, man. Why did I not yep. think of that? That's what I thought. <laughs> yep. And whatever I whatever was supposed to happen that 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 year or whatever, like that.
0: 2020 December man. thing.
2: Yeah, who knows? Like. It's still, it was still a lot, of, I think, in that document. Just tied a lot of things together.
1: Yeah, for
0: sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, even regardless of that prediction thing, whatever, um, the information from Martin kenny's Cosmic Egg Theory definitely made me think about a lot of things differently and helped me kind of, you know, put together my own thought process about everything. And, I mean, there's mm-hmm. no, there's no perspective, there's no healer out there whose philosophy I 100% align with. And there is no historical theory that I 100% align with. And there is no interpretation of the world we live in on the earthly plane that I fully align with. I come up with my own interpretations and conclusions based on the information I'm presented with by a multitude of people who claim to have the answers. We're always developing,
2: you know? We're always developing. Exactly. So there's always, you know
0: everything there's things that resonate and things that don't in everything so i choose to be open-minded and consume everything informationally that i can and use what i need and let go of what i don't same thing the body does whenever you eat something
2: Hmm. one more thing on the on the cosmology i've been diving more and more into old legends and uh, a lot of audiobooks you know Babylonian. Legends, Greek legends, um, and and I'll say this, man. As far as metaphor goes, um, the story of Jesus. I know a lot of people bash the Bible, and I and I, you know, ignored it for many years and was deterred by it, uh, repulsed by it. But you know, if if you look at it as through the co- through the scope of like cosmology. And these are just stories representative of that. The Jesus Christ story is a fucking good one. I mean, it really is. As far as symbolism goes. I mean, it's just a really great story.
0: There are so many parts of it that are so, so well put together. And that really like show things that even are not really in alignment with the mainstream way of thinking about things. Like, for example, like like the story of Jesus, like, you know, being... Um, crucified or amplified with energy at 33 years old and there being 33 vertebrate or like for example like him being put in a tomb for three days this aligns with the sacred secretion but also aligns with the uh the sun with the solstice so the day that christmas yeah. is this is kind of relevant because christmas was two days ago you know the sun is at its lowest point to the ground so if you if you're in alignment with the textured or flat earth theory with the firmament above us The sun rotating around us in its own cyclical patterns going further away from the magnetic center, further away from the North pole out towards Antarctica for the winter solstice. It is its furthest away from the center and also the closest down altitude wise to the ground on the solstice for three days before it begins to rise again, where it comes to the summer solstice, where it is the most, um, highest altitude and closest to the north pole so that concept doesn't really make sense on a flat earth thing but the jesus story really does symbolize that quite well
2: i mean yeah i mean it's just get, I, I suggest everyone get themselves a bible because it's just such a it, if you know what it's intended to be as a history book man
1: hmm.
2: and and like i said history mathematics all of it it's all in source
0: I really would love to get my hands on a pre King James version of the Bible. I would really love that.
2: The uh, well, if you want Old Testament, you can get a Torah translated into English. That's the Old Testament. Is the Torah that should be not very not very changed because uh, I think Jews like the knowledge tight within their own community. So I think that'll be pretty 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 good. Um, as far as the New Testament. I don't know. I, I I heard the oldest Bible. There's Greek ones that predate Latin ones or whatever, but there's a uh, Ethiopian, the Ethiopic Orthodox Bible. If you could ever find one translated English, I believe that's the oldest one. Interesting. So, I believe that was Eden. You know, Ethiopia. You know, the way that they pronounce that in Africa is actually utopia. (laughs) So I think that was the ground. How do they pronounce it? Utopia.
0: Interesting.
2: So I think, but now it's just a small country. If you look at old, old maps of Africa, Ethiopia was a larger region. And I think it even encompassed Egypt as far up as Egypt. It It was the east. So it was Eden. And then when they were cast into the desert, East of Eden, I believe that's Saudi Arabia and, and the Middle East. But I believe it's Africa, yeah. Utopia, Ethiopia. Yeah. I believe th- they're the original tribes. Hmm. And uh, I, honestly, I believe if you're going to follow anyone's philosophy, I mean, Eastern philosophy has done so much for all of us, right? But uh, sure. as far as non attachment and learning how to live again. But uh, the Rastafarian way, man, and I mean authentic, like real Rastafarian way, not just the super laid back image we have. But like to understand it, and Haile Selassie, who comes from Ethiopia, and they, they bear the, they 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 read the Bible, more or less a Christian version, but they bear the, the Star of David as well. So I, I think they have a lot to offer people. As far as history, the history of the knowledge.
0: Very interesting. Yeah, brother. Uh, so the last couple of things, we we wrote a couple of things down on the outline uh, relating to cosmology before we move on to the next one. Um, you wrote or you told me that the rest of the planets uh, are representative of everyone at the table at the Last Supper, which I, I think is pretty interesting. I just wanted to note that. And then um, that the planets and these things, these deities in in the religions that are represented by the planets, or the planets are represented by them. Rather, um, they represent energies in all people and not specific people,
1: which we pretty much covered. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wrote it exactly. down so I wanted to say it.
2: Yeah, please, thank you, man. Blessed. There were they. Those planets have an effect on all of us. That's the. The basis of astrology. Yep. That is the Jesus, the Jesus in us, the Mary in us. You know, the, what was the guy who fucked him over? <laughs> I would see that the Him and us. Judas. <laughs> yeah. Judas, yeah.
0: So, what next was, topic. What else we got? Last one is the shapes of consciousness or shapes as consciousness. And this being the language. Is that
2: the, the language? Yeah. Yep. This is the uh, last i Right on. So I never explain it as well as I picture it, but I see uh if we could imagine consciousness visually, it's a sort of uh, it's like a shape. Imagine a shape above each person's head. Uh can be any color you want, three-dimensional shape. And as we expand our consciousness, we sort of break into a new shape. We sort of open into like more planes and more edges. So some people may be cubes some people may be um hexagon you know what, what would be a is that a, a three-dimensional name hexagon no you know but hexagonal three-dimensionally or, like or hedron, more maybe. whatever something like that yeah do-deca- no, dodecahedron has many planes and faces and, and edges but say say i'm a dodecahedron right So how many sides do I have? How complex am I? And how aware am I of all those sides of my entire consciousness? And once you become aware of all the planes, I think then you can, or most of them, at least you can bust into like, sort of expand into the next level of consciousness that can kind of be represented by a three-dimensional shape. And uh, it's just a way to visualize it because I think a lot of times the word levels are thrown around like, uh different level you know whatever it's not that way though it's it's an expansion process it's an awareness thing of all your sides how many blind spots do you have in your consciousness before you can expand into the next shape you know and the apes may be uneven on one side representing one side of the brain or consciousness you might be way more complex uh not to be confused, but complicated, but complex. And on the other side, you might be cubed. I mean, who knows? Everything probably exists. And then through that, I think about uh, energy, right? Um, I think numbers represent energy, which are repre- which are represented in shapes through frequency. So like cymatics, a certain- the way that certain you explained it frequency. to
0: me, you put it in order. You said energy equals frequency, equals vibration, equals 3D shape, equals 2D shape, equals numbers, equals mathematics. And you use that right. to describe to me that math is actually a very diluted language of the universe or of energy.
2: Period. Boom. He said it perfectly. Mathematics is the diluted, plain face, 1D version uh, of 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 us um, translating energy, essentially. Yeah, man. Yeah,
0: and the other thing we talked about is we compared it to music, like I like to do with just about everything. Music can't necessarily be written. Like, you can write as a guide to how to play the music, but it's it's only represented by the writing. Like, the song sounds way better than it looks on the paper every time.
2: Right. The little black notes on that white paper are just symbols – to trigger for triggers for 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 the individual. I mean, it's not the frequency, but it's representative.
0: Exactly, yeah. and that's what mathematics is to energy.
2: Everything, yeah, the code. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, exactly. It's our attempt to somewhat write down or to log or to be able to identify patterns in energy or the way that life unfolds.
2: Right, right, man. yeah. Sh- uh, whatever frequency what it would look like who knows but then i mean the ancient languages bro did you know that uh they they hooked up these machines to you know like the the pin moves with the pen with the ink like uh maybe looks like something in the hospital or something like a what do they call the earthquake machine as well measure earthquakes.
0: i know what you're talking Uh, about i'm at a loss for the name but but yeah
2: yeah i'll try to find the links too maybe you can post them when you speak certain, the ancient, the ancient tongues, Sanskrit, Hebrew, Aramaic, um, and I believe there's one or two more, Aramaic, Hebrew, Sanskrit, there's yeah, like Sanskrit two more. Yeah, Sanskrit and Hebrew
0: other. are the two that, I, that I've heard of as the, the OG languages.
2: Yeah, there's a couple others, though. Well, essentially, they, um, when spoken, this, this blew my mind. When spoken, the frequency of the words triggers that that tool or whatever mm-hmm. creates the shape of the letters. Interesting. Grasp yeah. so that, yeah. Imagine I say, imagine I say in English, uh, "Yo, Nick, what's up?" That machine is not gonna spell out "Yo, Nick, what's up." It's gonna look fucking like a distorted quick 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 right yeah when spoken in ancient tongues because you know a lot of they have symbols for whole sentences some of them it's just Mm -hmm. like in japanese and it spell it spells the fucking word out and that's That's because they understood how somehow that what they were saying what it looked like what they were saying what it looked like so that's that's representation of, of frequency there, right there, through language, through drawing, which is only 2D, you know?
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. It's almost like they were able to measure that and then that's how they got the, le- that's like where they got the symbols for the
1: letters.
2: Exactly. No, that's exactly what I think. It's like, the, yeah. I think the sounds sound the sound came first. And, yeah. Yeah, symbols came later based on what they sound like and what they look like. I don't know if it's a super intuitive sense or some alien creator knowledge or, or what, but mm. yeah, bro, they understood that. Yeah, some, some People from
0: was. outside Antarctica, some extraterrestrial people, other planets.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I've heard like some can... of the
0: some of the continents, some of the continents outside of Antarctica. I've I've heard like I've seen like I'm so mad. The guy posted a video about it going over like an old map on Instagram and it showed like continents outside of Antarctica and like where the gates are, like Southwest is South America and like outside, like there being other continents and like the name of the names of the continents were like super interesting. Like Lumeria was a continent. Um, There were a couple other ones where I was like, oh shit, like those words are familiar like as names of like planets or of things like things that we hear about like in history. Like it's so crazy. Yeah. But it like got Atlantis, fucking deleted and now legend. I can't reference it and I didn't write anything down.
2: Oh bro, I have screenshots I'll send you of all that stuff.
0: Oh dope. Definitely.
2: Yeah, Lumaria, Atlantis, Hyperborea, all things we've heard, all legend, you know, where smoke this there. Yeah. So Yeah, and well, then it's interesting. Martin they're... Kenny,
0: Martin Kenny refers to those as like the other rings of Earth or whatever. hmm those names Such just a get thrown
1: trip, around.
2: Man. Such a yeah, yeah. Who knows? But I, you know, what what I do see though is like super rich people really promoting this, uh, going to space or these big. Uh, they have like pretty much condos, like apartment con- buildings, just go underground. <laughs> you know?
1: Mm, yeah. Have you
2: seen those those tours mm-hmm. bunkers? It's a trick, man. Like, what are they preparing Crazy. for? Yeah, like, right. Yeah, interesting. They're, either, they're gonna go up there and wait it out, or they're gonna go under and wait it out, but for what? Wait, what out? What's for the <laughs> what fucking zombie
0: for? apocalypse when they turn on the microchips? <laughs>
2: yeah, or whatever yeah. the fuck they're gonna do. Yeah, there's so I think they have so many different options of game plan that, yeah. Knows what play, play they're going to go to in the playbook. But I think they have options. And I think that faith will determine our fate. I think we'll be, we'll be just fine, bro.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not like there's any fear coming out of me or going in me. I feel like no matter exactly. what, life serves me exactly what I need, exactly when I need it. So I'm here for all of it.
2: Precisely. Bless you, man. Was that all of the topics?
0: That's everything.
2: I don't know. Is there anything else you can think of you want to touch on? feels like we've been talking a while.
0: It's been about two hours. Actually, oh, it's, it's oh. been a little over two hours. Yeah, this is pretty good. I'm pretty content with everything. Anything you want to add? Any other topics that came to mind throughout this conversation that you want to talk about? Anything?
2: No, nah, man. I think I touched on everything. Just I right. uh, just want to drive home the point of humility. In this whole thing. Hmm. we got to stay humble so we can receive the knowledge and everything that's meant for us, for our highest good, you know, just staying humble, staying open.
0: Absolutely. feel that. Great last thing to say, 100%. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, this is the Grow Up From The Garden podcast. My name is Nick Caputo here with Brother Jay. I hope you guys enjoyed. I trust that you guys all enjoyed the information shared today. Jay, if people want to reach out to you or find you, how do they do that?
2: Uh, hit me up on IG, slide in the DM. I'm uh, Argus, a r g u s dot friend dot of dot Hermes. I keep it simple, and uh, but I'm always you can always reach me there.
0: There you go. For anybody who's trying to find anything from me. You can check out the Caputo method.com or you can check out the link tree, link tree slash grow up from the garden for all the links, all the updated stuff. Check out the Instagram grow up from the garden. This podcast grow up from the garden, is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. You can check out my YouTube, the Caputo method. Check out the Twitter, the Caputo method. And that's pretty much it. Thank you, everybody, for listening and much love. Aloha. Peace.
2: Aloha, peace, love, love.